0: G'day, guys. In today's episode, we'll be talking about Jack Nunes's goal after the siren, the umpiring issues again, a new flag favourite, Tom Lynch escaping suspension again, and much, much more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. episode 20 how are you big big man it's uh it's a big milestone isn't it
1: yeah really good champ it's uh it's It's massive i can't believe we've made it this far Uh, Uh, how was your weekend what'd you get up to
0: oh mate i just uh just you know what 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 can we do at the moment in, in melbourne it's uh it's pretty bleak just stuck inside not doing too much um but Obviously, I was watching the uh, the Blues on Saturday night, and Jack Noon sinking one from you know fifty out right on the boundary line to uh, to win us the game. So that was, that was definitely the highlight of my weekend. Um, but I'm sure we'll get into it a little bit a little bit later. But
1: I'm you know. sure there's plenty to come about that. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> that was yours? To watch the Tigers, yeah, no, obviously.
1: I, I did watch the Tigers on the Monday night. It was good, um, the last game of the Festival of Footy. So that's it for now. No more football during the week, which would be different. Um, never thought I'd say that, but yeah, no other than that, it was good. Just like I said, watch the footy and not much else can be done. Really?
0: Let's see. Well, yeah, as you said, the footy frenzy is over. Um, I know last night felt a bit weird not having footy on for the first night in three weeks. Um, yeah, 20 so, odd
1: days. Yeah.
0: So it's, uh, it's going to be a bit different, but, um, yeah, I think we're we'll, well, only for a couple of weeks anyway, but again, getting back to some sort of normality with, um, with the footy and then I think like a mini frenzy is coming towards the end of the season as well. So. Um, Plenty of footy to get through, but we'll, uh, we'll get stuck straight into it. So the big issues from the weekend, really, um, nothing different, umpiring. Same old, same old, isn't it?
1: Oh, shocking again. To touch back on the Carlton game, it was brought up massively for the carlton Freo game, some of the decisions, but just all over the round for every team. Um, I, I don't know how much more we can talk about this issue, but it keeps coming up every week, so I feel like we should keep bringing it up, but it's just getting almost worse.
0: Yeah, it's it is ridiculous. Um I don't wanna I mean like the, the Calum going probably the one that I do watch closely. Uh well yeah, probably the most um the one I watched, you know, the most of during the week. Um and the ones that came out from that were just were terrible. Um even you know, even the Jack News one at the end, there was, you know, a couple of contentious ones through there. Um and it was just—it's just ridiculous. Just wonder what what's going on um, with these—the the messaging that they're getting from you know the AFL and the interpretation of the rules and everything. It's—it's yeah—it's getting ridiculous. And we sound like a bit of a broken record now, just talking about this every week, don't we?
1: Yeah, it's getting a bit repetitive. But as I said before, it's if it keeps happening, I mean, we—I guess you get to kind of touch on it a little bit each week because it's not getting any better.
0: No, nah, so, but hopefully, yeah. As we said a few weeks, so hopefully you know next season they just settle the rules down a bit, and um, and hopefully that helps the umpiring as well for for next season. But I think this season we're just going to have to put up with you know a bit of this uh, garbage and and hope for the best. Um, But yeah, enough for the umpires for now. Anyway, it grinds my gears too much. Um, Another flag, another new flag favorite though, coming out from the weekend, the Geelong Football Club, and uh, they absolutely dismantled the or the premiership favourites previous to them um in Port Adelaide.
1: Well we called it last week. We did say if Geelong gets up that they'll be the new flag favorites. And oh, gee, I mean we'll touch it we'll touch on them all when we talk about the game itself. But geez, they, yeah, they the dismantled is the perfect word for it. They tore
0: yeah. them apart. Well they didn't just get up, yeah, they absolutely smashed them. Um and yeah, as I said we'll, we'll get into that game a bit more um in the review. But um yeah, the cats are looking very, very good and arguably, you know, Probably the team to be, probably the, definitely the most informed team at the moment. So it's uh, scary stuff. Um, a recent thing that did come out in the news was the uh, <laughs> the Tom Lynch, <laughs> okay. Mitch Robinson uh, abuse. That's sort of, uh, well, nothing coming from Tom Lynch, but Mitch Robinson's definitely uh, given Tom Lynch a bit of a serve, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, which, look, I'm all for a bit of banter and footy. I like that. I just think it depends which player it's coming from, and it's very rich for Mitch Robinson to be talking shit. He, the the word he used actually to describe Tom Lynch was a wanker, which to be fair, Mitch Robinson, um, for a bloke that gets into fights at music festivals and probably doesn't have the uh, the best MRO history going around for all the striking that you've done in the past, probably not the, you know, probably not the best person to be calling someone else a wanker. And let's not mention how uh, a couple of, you brought this up to me. A couple of weeks ago, he, he was talking about how our fans are abusing him and sending death threats and stuff like that. And, you know, he goes, you know, people, we shouldn't be abusing players. And then you come out and call someone a wanker. Well, mm. you are calling the kettle black there a little bit, isn't it, Mitch? Yeah, <laughs> not absolutely. That not that he will probably listen to this, but if he does, oh, yeah. No, he's a big I mean, fan. Definitely, yeah, big fan mm. of the podcast. But he's, yeah. Um, yeah, I think he probably should have chosen a better choice of words. Definitely, you know, I'm happy for you to talk about the hit and the, and the you know, you didn't get suspended. That's fine. But coming out and calling a player a wanker when you're probably not the most clean cut person yourself, it's a bit rich.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it, just because it came from Mitch Robinson, it, everyone's just like, oh, here we go. Um, you know, he has no leg to stand on. But um, no, I think he, he probably make, makes a point in saying, yeah, Tom Lynch, you know, left a sinking ship of the Gold Coast to to chase success at Richmond. Um, yeah, you know, I think that's, he's not the first person to say that about Tom Lynch, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, just for him to to carry on like that and then call him a wanker. Just um, yeah, I think he just needs to just. I think his form's been down lately, and I think he's just a bit frustrated and, and things. So um, yeah, if you're listening, Mitch, just uh, just keep that to yourself next time, champ.
1: Maybe I uh, maybe maybe I stop throwing mouthguards mid-game.
0: Yeah, exactly right.
1: More about chasing the footy. So anyway, but well, that, that that does lead
0: <laughs> on to our to the MRO issues. Um, so Tom Lynch got two separate fines from the weekend. Um, Oh, probably deserve to get suspended for at least one of them, don't you reckon?
1: Yeah, look, I'm obviously stoked that he didn't get suspended. I, no. want, I want to see him play every week. But look, yeah, if for two separate incidences, he's come away with only a $2,000 fine. For whacking someone in the guts, yeah, you, you probably do deserve at least a week there. They're trying only because they're trying to stamp out punches and, you know, it doesn't matter if it's the body, the head, wherever they're trying to stamp that out, especially off the ball and to let him get away with it. I don't know what kind of message that sends, um, especially because only a couple of weeks ago he got away with, I can't remember which player it was, but on the Brisbane lines, he pushed someone's head into the ground and got away with that as well. So, you know, he's had a couple of a couple of close ones he probably could have been suspended for. And I think this one probably was the uh, the tipping point for a lot of people in terms of, you know, well, when, when is enough enough in terms of whack, striking other players?
0: Well, the... Are the superstars getting protected?
1: Yeah, it looks like it, doesn't it? It does look mm. like it, for sure.
0: I feel um, like if that was anyone else, well, not anyone else, but like someone that, you know, not at Tom Lynch's level, you reckon they probably would have been suspended for that.
1: Yeah, I think so. But I was I was reading the definition of um, or how they um, adjudicate these decisions. And at the moment, if it's it's considered low-impact, intentional and low impact because he hit him in the body it was a body shot and he didn't come off the ground he never had to leave the ground um, and he wasn't injured or anything like that so it's considered low impact um, intentional um, and that that only warrants a fine but I think that I think it's the ruling that needs to be looked at more so than the actual decision because I think yeah if the ruling is just going to allow body shots and call them low impact or because only because it's in the body, not the head, then that's half the problem right there. So I think that needs to be looked at before a singular decision gets looked at because that'll change the game as a whole rather than just the outcome because then otherwise it's outcome-based, which mm. probably isn't the way to look at it.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, well, uh, we'll, get on, we'll get into the games then from round 12. Um, so it started way back on Thursday night between Sydney and GWS and this was a, a massive boil over at, at Optus Stadium and something definitely doesn't feel right at GWS.
1: I don't know what's going on with the Giants at the moment. Um, I mean, they can't kind even of really blame it on injuries. They're not, I mean, there's a lot of teams doing it a lot harder than them at the moment. And their form just hasn't been up to scratch. I mean, they only kicked three goals to the game and all of those came from free kicks. Um, and the third of which was probably another one that we, you know, another contentious one that probably shouldn't have been paid. So they're lucky to get that. Um, but other than that, they didn't really show any signs of good form, really. The Swans were all over them. They had, yeah, what, what did you think of the game?
0: Yeah, it was very alarming for GWS. I mean, Sydney just controlled that game from the, right from the start. They were, they were, as bad as GWS where Sydney were quite good. Um, but, yeah, I think they've got serious issues, the Giants. I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, I can't see them. I mean, like, you don't want to write them off, but, geez, it's going to be tough for them to, to challenge for the flag. Uh, they're sitting ninth at the moment that score on the weekend was the equal level score ever. Um, and that equaled their score in the grand final from last year as well. So not too sure what's going on there. They need, you know, they've got West coast this week at Optus stadium. So it's going to be a tough challenge for them. So, but they need to get back on the winners list ASAP and um, they'll be lucky. Well, they'll probably sneak into the finals, but they'll be lucky to, to challenge for the flag. I reckon. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree with
1: you. There. I don't see them being much of a threat. Yeah, Uh, we'll go to the votes for that game. So we got
0: one vote to Josh Kelly, two votes to Jake Lloyd and three votes to Luke Parker. Friday night game, Uh, the game that we mentioned before was between Geelong and Port Adelaide at Metricon and yeah, as we said, Geelong looked unbelievable. Tom Hawkins in career best form, kicked six goals and was taken mark after mark, kicked more than Port Adelaide score. Um, Yeah, it it was a crazy game, wasn't it?
1: It's unbelievable. I really didn't think... I'd, I I, wouldn't, I wasn't surprised to see Port lose, but to see them lose the way they did, I couldn't believe it. They're, they've been in such good form all year, such a dominating side, and Geelong just made them look, you know, like bottom a bottom four club. Do you think... I know you mentioned this to me earlier, but do you think if you stopped Charlie Dixon, you stopped Port Adelaide? Because he didn't do much.
0: Well, that's what it looked like, didn't it? Um, yeah, Geelong had a plan to stop him, and they did, and he didn't get a sniff, and Port Adelaide didn't get a sniff either, so... Maybe that's the key to stopping Port is to just, you know, nullify Dixon. Um, yeah, because it's shown pretty much every other game. They say, well, you know, Port's won most of their games this season and he's been quite good in all of them. So if they can, yeah, teams can stop Charlie, they can stop Port, I reckon. Um, and I, you know, I think if Port want to win the flag, they're going to need to have a backup plan to that, don't you reckon?
1: They'll have to because people are going to work them out now. They've been exposed um, yep. and other clubs are going to see that and jump all over it. If all you're going to do is stop Charlie, yep. even if they're going to double team him, that's what they'll do. So Correct. Do you think if we could uh, redo our mid-year All-Australian team, you'd swap Tom Hawkins to Charlie at this rate?
0: Ooh. No, because that was probably Charlie's um, worst game for the season. Um it's probably his first real bad game for the season as well. So... Look, you probably have to put Tom Hawkins in there somewhere, but I probably wouldn't take Charlie out for him. You would probably maybe put Tom at uh, – sneak him in a forward pocket or something just to get him in there. Just yeah. to squeeze
1: him in, yeah. Yeah,
0: but Charlie, his, his season's been good enough to keep him in there. He just had one bad game and um, I reckon he'll bounce back as well. Um, votes for that game. Gave one vote to Cam Guthrie, two votes to Patrick Dangerfield and three votes to Tom Hawkins. Saturday afternoon, we had North Melbourne and Brisbane at Metricon Stadium. And again, same old story for Brisbane. They snuck home with the win, but they just couldn't kick straight in front of goal.
1: It's a problem. It's definitely a problem. They've done it against too many clubs this year. And they did it last year themselves. I know it's a different year, but they did it last year themselves in the finals when it counted. Yeah. Um, and A team like North shouldn't have been anywhere near Brisbane. Brisbane are a much yeah. better side. And North really brought the heat to them. And, Brisbane, like you said, Brisbane missing as many chances as they did really kept North in the game.
0: And North, North had their chances to win it as well. And they missed uh, um, a real gettable shot late, um, and that could have able to put them within a couple of points. And you know who knows from there. North were with them throughout the whole match. Like the margin wasn't big at all. Um, and yeah, and then I think everyone's seen it. The the spray that Chris Fagan gave him at halftime was was pretty good to see, wasn't it?
1: I love that. I love nothing. I love nothing more than an old-fashioned um, coach spray. Did you see the uh, the interview after the game? And uh, they brought up the spray, and he goes, "Did you guys see that?"
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And he and then he questioned. He goes, "Oh, could you hear it?" I go, no, <laughs> there was no audio. It was just footage. He goes, "Oh, good." <laughs> so makes me wonder what he was saying. But I yeah. loved it. I thought it was great. I mean, obviously, you know, the players at the time, you don't want to hear it. But I think it's good to see the coach get fired up because it shows you how passionate he is about the club.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It was good to see. Um, I think mean, Chris Fagan's... Known as that that, that calming um, you know father figure at the club, and um, yeah, to see him let let loose like that was was good. It was uh, refreshing. Um, we'll go to the votes for that game. Uh, one vote to Lockie Neal, two votes to Dane Zorko and three votes to Jed Anderson. Uh, the other game on on the Saturday was Melbourne and Collingwood at the Gabba, and this was a, a fairly big surprise, uh, margin wise anyway.
1: It was an absolute shellacking. And I know yeah. I'm using that word, by the way, so I'm glad I got to use it. <laughs> it was. It was an absolute shellack. Collingwood made Melbourne look like a top four side. The way yeah. they just dominated the second quarter, I think they had a seven goal second quarter. And it just sort of, from there, the pies never looked like bringing it back. And I don't know. I mean, they suffered a couple more injuries. You know, Ben Reid did a hamstring. Brody Mycheck went off concussed. So he might miss another week potentially. It's not looking good at Collingwood.
0: Nah, they've got, it's another team with you know with serious issues there. I know they've been absolutely decimated with injuries this season, but God, you know, in, in previous seasons, they've, they've still been, they've still had a lot of injuries and they've somehow been able to pull through it. But this season just looks different for them. Um, similar to the Giants, they'll probably just sneak into the finals, um, but whether they're going to challenge or not is a, is a different story. Um, but on the other side of that, Melbourne look pretty good and they're making a charge for the finals, aren't they?
1: They're making a late charge, but they're looking convincing. Oh, I've never yeah. really been convinced by Melbourne, but the last few weeks that they've put together have looked really, really good, um, and they're starting to gel as a team, which shows they didn't even didn't have Max Gorn playing on um, playing against against the Pies, and but yeah. even without you know the best ruckman in the comp, arguably yeah. it was phenomenal. So yeah, um, hundred
0: yeah. percent, and yeah, that's probably Melbourne's best performance probably since twenty eighteen. I'd say um,
1: oh, hands down hands yeah. down. They haven't played that since. Yeah. But in saying that, you know, Collingwood must be uh, starting to get pretty desperate when they're in talks about bringing Mason Cox back into the side. So, <laughs> you know, things are pretty dire when that's happening.
0: Yeah, exactly right. They must be tanking already. Um, <laughs> we'll go to the votes for that game. So, we have one vote to Taylor Adams, two votes to Christian Petrarca, and three votes to Angus Brachial. All right. The Saturday night game was between Freo and Carlton at Optus Stadium and I'll doctor, aside. doctor, doctor! Give me the news.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting all week. <laughs> <time>. <laughs> uh,
0: honestly, what a kick! What a what a kick from there. Um, you know, forget what happened. Like, forget like the, the game was. It was an absolute brutal contest from from the start, um, and it was pretty low scoring. Um, really wet conditions. Um, but for Jack News to kick it from there in those conditions, oh, my God. It was – uh, it's, it's it's incredible.
1: That kick was I, – I, I've got to say myself, that was unbelievable, that kick. Mm. The way it, it came off the boot, it was – I don't know. It, it couldn't have gone any more through the middle of this big sticks than it did. Like it went – it was a perfect kick. Yeah, it hit a flush. It, it, would, ne- it would never be repeated. Not like. He, he, he won't kick a ball that clean ever again in his life. But
0: that <laughs> was you, perfect. Do you think that's the best after the siren kick since Malcolm Blight? Uh,
1: it's definitely up there. From from me, like memory off the top of my head, it has to be. It has to be. Uh, yeah, I can't think of many others. Sam Lloyd's for Richmond was pretty good a couple of years ago. You know? uh-huh. I, I want to get into that though, but <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I that bit, nah.
0: Robbie Gray's <laughs> one a few weeks ago was... Was probably regarded as the best, and then Jack, Jack Nunes has gone. He's gone and topped it. So yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, no, nah, I bet in all seriousness, I do think yeah. From and unless I'm missing something, from the top of my head, all I can think of, Jack News is probably the best. Yeah, since since Blighty's 80 meter bomb. Yeah,
0: it's uh, oh, it was unbelievable. And Then the celebrations when he kicked that. It just uh, really, as a current supporter, really warms your heart. And then to see Paddy Cripps just absolutely lose his mind in <laughs> the celebrations was uh, was fantastic. Uh, it's,
1: it's good for football as a whole. Yeah. It's good for football unless you're a Freya supporter at the moment. But. Yeah. But I do want to ask you about that. Um, there was some umpiring decisions that were reviewed and questioned in regards to that final goal. Um, now, disregarding all the awful decisions that happened throughout the game because I know Freya were gifted a couple of goals in early in the game but do you think that, because I don't, I still don't believe that that downfield they paid against um, Andrew Brayshaw should have been downfield to begin with. I think they made that call, I think they got that call wrong. Um, I'm not saying that one cult in the game because, like I said, Freo were gifted a couple early. So it sort of evens itself out there. But what did you think about that free kick? Were you happy with it or do you think it could have gone either way? I think it's
0: borderline. Um, you see them get paid and you see them don't get paid Um yeah it's it's a real tough one um i mean like Doherty had already kicked the ball um it, it, it look it, it's borderline like that that's it's one of those things that you know on a on a different day that probably doesn't get paid but the way the umpiring was that night they were literally paying everything um so yeah and you you can look back to that like you can isolate that incident all you want but leading up to that in that last quarter the five minutes leading up to that, there was some shocking free kicks um, going both to both sides. So you just knew that the umpires were just going to pay absolutely everything. Um, but yeah, for me, borderline, I think that could have gone either way.
1: Yeah. Like in my eyes, like I said, I don't think it won Carlton the game. I mean, obviously it did like indirectly, but I think you can't put one kick to, you know, being the deciding factor, especially, like I said, when there was some shocking free kicks, it gave Fredo a couple of goals early in the game, you know, and that you guys just got one back. It just happened to be after the siren from yeah. one of the most impossible angles. And no one, ex- no, you wouldn't
0: expect anyone, well, definitely not Jack News to kick it from there. I mean, like when I was watching it, I was like, oh, he's not going to kick it from there. Like I wasn't even, you know, expecting anything from that. I was expecting him just to kick a point or maybe to fall short. But geez, when he kicked that, mate, I erupted. It was like, it was a complete shock. That he he's a right there. footer as well. Yeah. He's a right
1: footer. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's a, he a right footer, isn't he? So he wasn't even yeah. on the right angle yeah. for a right footer. Um, and yeah, like you said, the celebrations, there's been videos all over the internet all weekend from carbon supporters that were just going nuts behind their TVs. And oh. rightfully so. Right, I mean, if it was your club, you'd be doing exactly the same. So yeah. I think it's, like I said, it's good for football to see those sort of things. It's, yeah, there's not much good happening in the world at the moment, but seeing exciting moments like that sort of
0: yeah. lift you up. Exactly right. And, yeah, the Blues needed needed to win that in <laughs> in any way possible just to, to stay in the hunt for the final. So um, much needed for them. Um, but we'll go to the votes. So we gave one vote to Sam Walsh, two votes to Luke Ryan, and three votes to Ed Kurnow. The Sunday games uh, start with the Dogs and Adelaide at Metricon Stadium. Um, <laughs> same old for the Crows, another belting away from home anyway. Um, and the Bulldogs guns to... A well and truly back.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I'll honestly I, we say this every week, but I honestly run out of things to comment about the Crows. There's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing to say about them. But yeah, on the bull from a bulldog standpoint, um, the bond was unbelievable. He was, I think, someone was telling me, I think in the first quarter he was set to break Super Coach records for the amount of points he was getting in the just yeah. um, first quarter alone. And it, it yeah, it shows why he's known as such a dominating <laughs> figure in that club, and he proved us. Prove to us all again why he's so good. Um yeah, but the, yeah the Bulldogs way too strong. Way too strong for a, an awful Adelaide.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And they're yeah, still winless. And you just don't know where their next win's gonna come from. Um so it's I don't know, just imagine like, yeah, you know, we've we've both we both support teams that have been right down the bottom before. But this is, I think this is another level, isn't it?
1: Well, this is breaking records, isn't it? Yeah, for the most, like the longest anyone's gone without a win in a season has
0: to yeah. be. It's and so, just the way know, they're playing as well. It's just garbage.
1: It's not convincing. They don't look like stealing a win off anybody. Yeah. So, although in saying that, Richmond and Carlton are still yet to play them, so knowing either of them, <laughs> let's keep our fingers crossed. We, don't oh, like we oh, I'll,
0: I'll still be so nervous for that game. That's for sure.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be the team that loses. No,
0: that no way. Oh, I really, I really don't want to play him. But
1: (laughs) anyway, moving on, moving on, moving on. (laughs) But yeah,
0: the votes for that game: uh, one vote to Aaron Norton, two votes to Bailey Smith, and three votes to the Bont. The other Sunday game was between Saint Kilda and Essendon at the Gabba. Um, Saints definitely bounced back in a big way, Um, and the Bombers looking pretty, pretty mediocre. Um, and it's the same old story for them. I know their their supporters are getting pretty pissed off now. Um, where are they going? What's going on with the coaching situation? Why is Worsebold still there? It's 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 a bit crazy at, uh, at Bomberland at the moment.
1: Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of questions surrounding the Bombers at the moment. I do know that they are missing a plethora of players. They are they do have a lot of injuries at the moment and good players as well, but. Even still, the depth that they have isn't convincing. The game style, to me, isn't very convincing. Um, yeah, I mean, this is their fourth game, you know, in a row um, that they've lost. And it looks like probably another season they're going to go without playing finals if they keep it up at this rate. So. Well,
0: I think they had a draw in that streak as well. So maybe not four in a row, but they, they haven't won in about four or five weeks.
1: So four in a yeah. row they haven't won then. I'll rephrase yeah. that. Four in a yeah. row they haven't won.
0: Yeah, just before any estimate supporters jump on us about that.
1: So. Yeah, I'm sure there's a few. Don't no worry. <laughs> um, that's all they've got to cling on to at the moment is giving it to someone else. So.
0: That's all they do, isn't it? They just uh, complain about other teams.
1: <laughs> anyway, let's not get too They're into not. that. <laughs> uh, but in saying that, St Kilda um,
0: did look pretty good and they did what they had to do. And, um, you yeah, know, there's, there's still a massive top four chance. So um, we'll see how they go. But we'll go to the votes for that game. Uh, we'll go one vote to Max Kim two votes to Dylan shield and three votes to Zach Jones. The late game on the Sunday was between West Coast and Hawthorne at Optus Stadium and the Eagles just keep doing their thing up there. Uh, they've made it seven in a row now and um, and the other side of that, Hawthorne are just bottom, bottoming out, aren't they?
1: I think, yeah. I know we've spoken about it before, but I think Hawthorne do need to come to terms with the fact that they might have to start a rebuild. Um, yeah, Yeah, like you said, botting them out is probably the perfect way to describe how they're going at the moment. And I think they've got to just come to terms with it and, you know, start it sooner rather than later.
0: Yeah, they have to. Um, They just need to accept it. I know Hawthorne's never been a team to accept it, but they they have to now. Um, And it gets compounded by the ACL injury to to James Sicily, which is a huge, huge blow for them. And he'll yeah most likely be out for all of twenty twenty one as well. So that that's huge for them, isn't it?
1: That's massive. Sicily is such an important player. Um we spoke about it already. He was stiff probably not to make our mid-year All Australian team, but he probably was looking like making All Australian at the end of the season. So he was in very, very good form. Um he always is. He's always been a good player, Sicily. Um, So to see him do an ACL, yeah, he's going to be out for an extended period of time now. And it's not good for Hawthorne fans.
0: No. Um, But we'll go to the votes for that game. So we have one vote to Tom Mitchell, two votes to Andrew Gaff, and three votes to Liam Ryan. The Monday night game between Richmond and the Gold Coast at the Gabba. And this was an interesting game, this one. It was pretty low scoring, pretty close, but a bit too much class in the end from the Tigers.
1: Yeah, well, it was, like you said, it was a low-scoring affair. Um, but it's the same old story for Richmond. We probably dominated three quarters of the game, but just couldn't mount a score on the board. First quarter, I, I really, really reckon we should have been six goals up a quarter time. Instead, we went in with one goal piece and we were tied. So probably wasted some opportunities there. Um, but in saying that, you know, Gold Coast had some absolute young guns show how good they're going to be in the future with Jack Lacocious and uh, Noah Anderson. They were honestly unbelievable. I think 26 and 27 disposals um, like for each other each. Um, yeah, it was great. So, but um, one question I did want to mention, ask you, and we've already spoken about it a little bit, but other than the whack to the guts that Lynch gave Sam Collins, do you like seeing that full forward, full back rivalry where they're giving it to each other? Like, are you looking forward to seeing more contests like that where they're, you could just tell they really don't like each other.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's great. Um, and I think what everyone's going to be looking forward to is when they, these two play each other again um, and seeing, seeing how they go. So I, I love it. I love that. The old-fashioned full forward, full back rivalry. It's great. It's something we don't see enough of these days. So absolutely bring it back.
1: Yeah, I love it. I think just keep it within the rules and all fair play to me. But um, yeah, now like you said before, Richmond probably outclassed them a little bit in the end. Didn't help Gold Coast with coming off a... Small, I think a five-day break. I think they came off. We had nine days, so we're probably a bit well, better rested. Um, but yeah, we got away with the win, which was good. Any win's a good win. Um, and finished the festival of footy.
0: That's it. So that yeah, that, that ends the, the footy frenzy. So, um, But yeah, we'll, we'll get into the votes for that game. We gave one vote to Camden McIntosh, two votes to Jack Lacocious, and three votes to Trent Cotchen. And that is round 12 done. Um, and we'll get straight into round 13, as we've been doing, the last few weeks. So it all starts on Friday night, primetime football, Gold Coast and Carlton um, at TIO Stadium in Darwin. Um, and it is it also um, Sir Doug Nicholls round as well. So celebrating the, the Indigenous players in the game. So it's going to be a great weekend of footy. Um, and this is a massive Friday night game um, for both teams, probably more for Carlton now. Um, Gold Coast, are, you Hard to mount case for them to play finals, but the Blues are, are in the mix. So it's a huge game um, and both teams, yeah, still have to have to win this to, to give themselves a chance at it. So really looking forward to this one. Um, what do you, what are your thoughts on this?
1: It's pretty much exactly what you said. I think it's going to be super exciting. Um, both teams in my eyes are still a chance and the Suns have the ability to win games. They've been on a bit of a losing streak as of late, so they're due for a win. Um, and Carlton, you know, after the win, they had, that's going to inspire them to, you know, surely that's going to inspire them to have another win this week. And hopefully for the first time this year, you guys will, it won't be a close game. You might be able to win by a few goals <laughs> other than three points. But yeah. um, no, I think it'll be a really good game. And um, especially for some of the, I know both teams have a couple of Indigenous players out there that I know will be really stoked to play in such a special round for them.
0: Well yeah, that's yeah, so Eddie Betts is probably the, the marquee one there. Um there's already been a bit talked about that with him. Um and then the Blues are hoping to get Jack Martin back as well. That'll be a huge in, not only for the for the team, but um for the for the round itself. And then on the other side, the Suns are hopefully getting Harbrow back. So it's gonna be a good game this one. I think, you know, as much as I'd love it not to be close, it's been you know, we've had heart attacks every week as Carton supporters, but um, I think this will be a pretty close contest and it'll go right down to the wire. And I think I think the Blues, mm, just again.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm tipping the Blues as well. They're in pretty good form at the moment. If they get Jack Martin back, as well as Pitnett, bit of Piddo point, yeah. I, think <laughs> I think they'll get the job done.
0: Yeah, that's it. Love Pitto. Um, All right, <laughs> on to Saturday. Uh, we've got the Western Bulldogs up against Melbourne at Metricon. Um, this will be a really, really good game. Both teams coming off um, big wins. Um, one of the games of the round, not the game of the round, but one of for sure.
1: Definitely one of the games. They're both in, like, they come, like you said, come off similar margin wins, both in pretty good form, both fighting for a final spot. So it's all, everything's putting towards it being a really, really good game. Um, I'm excited to see what the two midfields do against each other. They've both got some young midfields, you know, with Bont and you've got um, Bazlenka in there for the, the Baz- dogs and then... Uh, <laughs> And then Melbourne's got Petrarca, Brayshaw, um, Clayton Oliver, you know. So there's some some good young talent from both sides. I think it would be a good game. I'm going to go to the Dogs. I think with Aaron Norton back in the side up forward, he's hard to stop. So I'm going to tip the Dogs myself by a couple of goals.
0: Yeah, I'm going Dogs as well. I think it would be a really good contest, but I think they'll be too classy in the end. Um, moving on. So Port Adelaide and Hawthorne at Adelaide Oval. Yeah. Um, perfect opportunity for Port to bounce back. And I think they'll they'll bounce back in a big way.
1: Yeah. Like we said before, Hawthorne are definitely bottoming out and it's at Adelaide Oval. So everything's pointing towards Port Adelaide. Absolutely having a field day and Charlie Dixon, I reckon he's, he's going to go nuts. Oh, he
0: could go nuts. He could kick an absolute bag after um, a poor showing last week. So, and if he does, Port will win. I think they'll win quite comfortably. I think it would be close to 10 goals this one. So, um, Sorry, Hawthorne, but your your time is done. That's for sure. Yeah,
1: Your time is up. Port's time yeah. is now. I'm tipping there. I'm tipping Port Adelaide
0: yeah, as well. me too. All right, let's move on to the Dreamtime game on Saturday night. Essendon and Richmond. I'll, uh, I'll let you take over for this one.
1: Uh, I could be the biggest game of the year other than uh, Grand Final Day. <laughs> um, <laughs> absolute spectacle. No, no, in all seriousness, it is a, it is a, it is a big spectacle. Um, really important game. and It not means a lot to all the players involved. But in terms of the game itself it's really a must win for Essendon if they want to come you know if they want to play finals they want to stay in the race but in saying that I do think Richmond also need to win but win convincingly because we've had a couple of wins where same as a Gold Coast game we we probably should have blown them out of the water early and we didn't and we wasted opportunities um we still got the win in the end but I think we if we're going to play Essendon who are probably struggling a bit at the moment we need to sort of take advantage of that and um if we want to be considered a real threat, we better got to start trying to blow teams out of the water a bit. Um, that's just my personal view on it, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm tipping Richmond as well. And I think we'll, I think we will win by at least five goals.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think Richmond, Richmond comfortably for mine as well. Uh, the other game on the Saturday night is Frio and Sydney at Opta Stadium. Um, yeah. Both teams, you know, they're down the bottom of the ladder, but they're both showing plenty. Um, and I think it'd be a really good battle between them. Um, and Jesse Hogan, potentially back for Frio as well. So it's, uh, It'll be a really good game, this one. Um, You know, they're both not playing for much, but um, I think it'll be a good contest.
1: Yeah, and that's huge for Freo. If they get Jesse Hogan back, it means uh, Taverner doesn't have to do all the work down there by himself anymore. But um, yeah, like you said, great battle. Both both in pretty good form at the moment. Probably a shame they didn't have this sort of form earlier in the year. Um, They could have been having a run for finals with the sort of form they're in. But um, I think it'll be a pretty exciting game all in all. I think I'm going to have to tip Frio purely because they're at Optus Stadium. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with Frio.
0: Yeah, Frio for mine as well. Uh, also, just
1: quickly, I want yeah. to mention as well about the Swans. Um, I have did hear Sydney mention in the weeks that they're hoping and looking to get Buddy back before the end of the year. Which just as a Swans supporter and as an AFL supporter, I'm I can't wait. I hope Buddy gets back and plays. Even even if he plays, you know, three games, it's just yeah. to Buddy back in the field. Hundred percent.
0: Yeah. He's absolutely. arguably the best
1: player of the last, you know, decade. Yeah. To have him back would be phenomenal. So. Yeah, it'd be
0: great for footy just to have Buddy back. And you forget that Buddy hasn't played a game this season as well. So yeah, uh, it'd be good to see him back in action, hopefully before the end of the season. So um cool. All right, let's move on to Sunday. Adelaide and Geelong at Adelaide Oval. Um I'm just gonna go straight to my tip and say Geelong for this one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, really yeah, we're, this
0: not gonna, we're not gonna make a case for Adelaide, are we?
1: No, no, this is definitely four points in the bag for the Cats. Um, Adelaide have been kind of competitive at home, but there's nah. not a chance they are beating Geelong. I mean, but in saying that, now I've said that, they'll probably, <laughs> who knows, but no, nah, no, nah, they, they won't beat Geelong, especially, especially not in the form they're in. Um, yeah. Do you reckon at this point Adelaide's, Adelaide's tanking a bit? Oh, or do you think they're just that bad?
0: I think they're just that bad, to be honest. Um in saying that, they've been playing their kids all, all season, so you know you, you you could argue that they've been tanking since round one, um, but it's probably uh, tactical tanking, you know. So they just they're playing their kids, they're they're doing what they need to do, and yeah, really starting from the bottom. So, um, but in saying that, I think yeah, we're not mounting a case for Adelaide in this game, that's for sure. No, no not at all. <laughs> all right, well, let's move on to the pressure point match of the round. It is Brisbane and St Kilda at the Gabba. Um yeah, both teams in the top four. Um, and I think the winner of this game will definitely cement a top four spot come season's end.
1: Most definitely. Most definitely. Brisbane are currently sitting equal top at the moment with Port Adelaide, only down by percentage. Um, and in terms of points, they're at the top right with Port Adelaide. So I think if they win this, 100% locks them in for top four. Saints, on the other hand, are in and out of the top four and they really do need this. But the form... They're coming out of from um, the Essendon game last or during on the weekend. Probably see to put them in good stead, um, especially if they can kick straight. And if the lines are inaccurate, like they have been, who knows?
0: Yeah, exactly right. Um, But I think being back at the Gabba for Brisbane helps. um, And yeah, I think I think they'll win just because it's at the Gabba.
1: Yeah, I was thinking that, but I'm going to go St. Kilda. Just I think St. Kilda might sneak one.
0: Yeah, all right. Big call from you, but we love it here. We love it on the podcast. Big calls, don't we? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, late game on the Sunday. It's West Coast and GWS at Optus Stadium, and um, yeah, it's, 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 again, it's tough to mount a case for GWS in the form that they've been in, um, and West Coast come for their eighth win in a row, and their last game in Perth as well. So they'd want to, they'd want to send that off well, um, and yeah, I can't see them not winning this.
1: No, exactly right. I mean, like you said, their so last game in Perth, um, we all know what happened early in the season when they were in Queensland. So they'll definitely want to make sure they get a win here, where they can almost guarantee it. Um, but in saying that, this would normally be considered one of the games of the round. But with the form the Giants yeah. have been in, it's just like you said, it's too hard to man a case for them. And yeah, I'm going to have I'm tipping West Coast by oh, at least four goals, if not more.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. I think they'll win quite comfortably there. Um, Last game of the round, it's on the Monday night. Collingwood and North Melbourne at the Gabba. And this is a must win for the Pies if they want any chance at the finals this season, um, let alone, you know, the premiership. So they have to win this game. Um, if they lose to North, they're in, they're in serious trouble. Um, and that, that that pretty much writes them off for the season if they can't get up here. Um, but, you yeah, know, North has shown a fair bit lately. So who knows what could happen in this one.
1: Yeah, well, North, like North have been playing a lot of youngsters, but... I said maybe doing getting the job done playing like I mean they like I said they brought it to Brisbane um, during the on the weekend, so what's to stop them from doing it again to Collingwood who have been down in form um, and not looking like not looking like really pushing you know far into finals if finals all so I'm still going to tip Collingwood I still think Collingwood are a better side than North but I think it'll be I think it'll be close I reckon North will make it another interesting game
0: yeah. Yeah, for sure are going to be close, but I think Pi's just, I think they've just got too much to play for. I think they'll just get up there. Um, and that is round 13 done. Um, some exciting games to look forward to there. A bit of normality in the scheduling of it. Um, you know, starts on Friday, then ends on the Monday. So um, be a bit different to what we used to the last few weeks, but should be good. Um, but we'll move into our debate question for the week. Who would you rather have at full forward? Tom Hawkins or Charlie Dixon? It's a tough question um check out our instagram story for that um, make sure you vote and we'll uh, we'll post the results up on our on our social media um who would you rather quinn
1: tom lynch oh i'm sorry no out of those two um <laughs> uh, <laughs> i think with uh oh, it's hard to say charlie dixon's just presence is enormous because he's just such such a Oh, it's just a big force. But the way Tom Hawkins has played the last few weeks, kicking six on the weekend, i think going to have to go to the Tomahawk. He's in the best form of his career at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, it's...
0: Yeah, I'm going to go Hawkins just... It's a real tough one. Really, really tough one. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing everyone's responses on that because it's actually a really tough question. So, But yeah, make sure you check out our Insta story um, and, and vote there. Um, but that is us done. That is us done for this week uh the footy frenzy is over um tom lynch is a wanker um (laughs) (laughs) i had to sneak that in somewhere yeah i was waiting for it i was waiting for it (laughs) (laughs) but But yeah that is that is uh that is all we've got time for this this uh this episode um and as we say every week make sure you leave us a review subscribe to us on youtube uh we appreciate all the support and we can't thank you guys enough And have a great weekend, stay at home, and we hope your team wins.